Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Bang. <laughs> Man. Well, that, that was a little difficult, wasn't it? Well, I tell you what, this old man's about to fall asleep. <laughs> are, you, are you getting sick or something? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I haven't been sick at all. Um, I think it's just between, <laughs> probably between work and, um, heck, maybe it's yeah. my, all the, the back junk I've been dealing with lately. My body's just like, I've had enough. I need some sleep. Who knows? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's not it's not really that late. Well, no, it's only seven o'clock at least here anyway. Um, no, I don't know. Last night, usually I'm up till like I don't know, eleven, sometimes twelve. Uh, I mean, maybe oh, just man. catching up. It's probably catching up with me. That's <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a that's about really what I uh, when I go to bed is just it's it. Yeah, you know, be honest with you, I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. I I've been going to bed a little earlier now, ten o'clock, you know, but um, yeah, which I guess is comparable to you, you know. What uh, what time do you get up in the morning for work? Five thirty. Yeah, so about the same time I do. I well, see, I so I don't necessarily have to be at work till eight o'clock, but sometimes I like to go in sooner. Sometimes. Um, I do push the eight o'clock mark and which it doesn't really matter when I show up as long as I just show up. So, um, my, my boss is pretty cool that way. And so, but I like to wake up early so that I can at least try and do a little Bible reading or something in the morning, have a cup of coffee and then try and, uh, before the kids start waking up, which man, they've been waking up here lately pretty early. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, as far as I know, I'm not sick, but heck, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Uh, uh, you know, and I was coming out my I was coming out my back porch today and uh those stairs are treacherous. I, I you know, it. I need to do something with my roof line. It it comes down and it stops like right there. And it, it, the water just drips, drips, drips right on the stairs, and so they are nothing but a solid sheet. It's like a, it's like trying to walk down like I don't know a glacier or something, because it's this you know because it's like slope too. So where the most of the water drips, it has ran across the steps, and so now it's just it's really thick on one side, and then a little thinner sheet of ice on the other, and then you get to the bottom of steps, and that whole roof line where it drips down to the path out to the classroom here is nothing but ice mm-hmm. and it's like man we gotta we gotta huh. do something to fix this this is there are I, some, you know, there I don't are some want gutters up there walking out there yeah i know that would be the simpler fix wouldn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would be that would be a good a good easy fix then as opposed to messing with the entire overhang that's what i would do anyway they'd have to be stout though you know Oh yeah, they're they're, they're ice would nails just are like off. the nails on those things are probably like five or six inches long. Yeah, they're they're fair. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no. So other than that, it's coming out the back door. Hey, and I'm sorry I was late. Um, I got off work and then I had to come home and uh, I got a pretty, you know, thank you to my job for <laughs> for a really sweet bonus. It was quite the blessing. I had to I had to sit down with Ashley for a second and you know, it's like God knew we needed that. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I'm pretty blessed for my job here. Oh yeah. I hear you. That's why I can't wait till we get our, we usually get a, a bonus every year at the beginning of the, usually around March of the following year. Uh, oh, and so it always, and it's always a good amount. So it's always really helpful for us to use for whatever we need to use it for. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, but, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I had a cup of hot cocoa a minute ago. That may have relaxed me a little bit. Who knows? Hot. Maybe coffee. it's maybe it's all the you sugar know, I, I had today. <laughs> I'm like I'm a downer. <laughs> oh yeah, you you're crashing. Mm-hmm. I I need to put a stinking uh, I need to put a stinking uh, what you call it in here coffee maker. But it's not like it's not like I would have time to uh, make a cup of coffee while I'm out here because we're always in a rush to try and get on, <laughs> and then so it's like. Yeah, so what does it matter anyway, you know? I don't know. Just put that pot of coffee brewing right next to the microphone so we can hear it brewing some good background noise. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put just a just a mini fridge with a bunch of energy drinks in there, you know, cuz There you go. Well, it's it's all it's all a toss up. Sometimes sometimes there's a we we can get away with this a little sooner in the day, but you know, most of the time, heck, it's we're doing this in the evenings. Yeah, or just yeah. beat from the day. That's that's the deal. It's just been I, it, like yourself. I'm sure I, today was a a very steady day, busy but steady. Just really working on. I was focusing on one one job uh, for a state park, and uh, mm-hmm. it's take it took me all day long to get it done. I haven't completely finished it yet, but got the majority of it done. So. Um, it's just, you know, it's time consuming stuff. It's a job I've put off for a little while just because they're not in a big hurry and I've got other stuff that's been falling before it that need to be done quicker. And so, yeah, it's just been busy. Plus the holidays, man, we're just like, we're out at Kelsey's parents' house for oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then uh, uh, this weekend we have a celebration of life to go to for uh, my cousin's mother-in-law. She passed away a few weeks back. Um uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and then after that we have something else coming up, and then we're going to Hot Springs, Arkansas, for Christmas. Uh, so it's I just know. like boom, That's boom, boom, be boom, exciting. boom. Exciting! It's gonna be nice. We're we're ready to get away and just forget about everything, turn the phones off, and just relax. Heck yeah! Don't forget, you need to save that bonus though, because next year we we've got to go on a cruise. Yes, that's the plan is to save some of that money so we can purchase some cruise tickets so we can go on a nice little cruise cruise sometime, hopefully next December. Christmas would be awesome. That would be an awesome time to go. Again. I think that's looking like that's what it's going to be. Well, we're, we're excited about it. I haven't been on a cruise since 2008. 
eight, two thousand nine. So it's been a long time. It's been a second, hadn't it? And mm-hmm. you know, it, I would like to. I don't want to pay for it, so I don't know how we're gonna have to do. We'll have to pre-record the episode. We'll have to record the episode on the cruise ship and drop it when we get back. You know, as like yeah. a special episode or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. And they could do it in face, face to face in person, like a real podcast. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, wouldn't that be some you know you're you know you're into podcasts when you just kind of travel with some with some mics. Cause I got some travel mics that oh, do that'll you? hook up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. That'll work. I mean, I've got I've got, you know, wireless headphones and stuff, but uh I'm sure it'd work. Yeah. I've done it once before in person with the lapel mics, which I'm thinking that nowadays, isn't this crazy? So like my phone doesn't have a headphone jack. So like these mics were made to plug into a headphones jack. And um, I guess I'll have to figure out how you do this. I think what you do now that they don't have a headphones jack, everything runs through the USB-C connection on the bottom of the phone. So you just kind of plug that in. And then, you know, however that, however that works, I guess. Yep. That's a fact. So anyway, well, I hate, you know, um, yeah, we're, we're nine minutes into this and, uh, we haven't even welcomed anybody to the show. So welcome everybody back to Undaunted. Welcome back. We're glad to have you here and we're going to just kind of roll on Luke chapter four tonight. And, um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, n- nothing like introducing the show at 10 minutes into it, but, or whatever, whatever it's going to yeah, be after all this. That's how we Five roll. We're after. very untraditional. <clears throat> yeah, no, but for the sake of time, I think we ought to get into it, huh? Let's do it. So, where did we leave? We left Jesus, uh, yeah. Chapter three there, he he's baptized and full of the Holy Spirit now. And John the Baptist has gone to prison. Gone to so prison. now uh, Jesus, as, exactly, as called by the Holy Spirit, we're going to start chapter four off here. He's going to be going into the wilderness and fasting. So that's that's where we're going to start at here. Let me see here. I didn't really have a whole lot of time to get prepared for this today. I was, I did kind of look some things up and I've got some places saved here, Marshall. But um, when we say he, he, so Jesus is going to go into the wilderness <laughs> and uh, he, he's going to fast for 40 days. And this is like a, this is going to be like a true fasting. He's not going to eat. He's going to push this human body that he has to the limit. So he's going to be extremely hungry and, ext- and extremely kind of, it, it's going to, he's going to be weak. Because uh, he's limited in this human form. So chapter four starts off here. Now Jesus, full of an imperfect communication with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, which is where he was baptized, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days. Now I want to bring up the fact that 40 days is significant. And that's mm-hmm. and that's because, you know, if you look at some of the stuff where 40 was used, and I don't know why, you know, you Marshall, different numbers kind of stand out in the Bible, you know? Right. Um, 40 tends to be one of those numbers that were, um, or that is, significant. 
you know, the Israelites searched out the promised land for 40 years in the wilderness to compensate for their 40 days of unbelief. So um, I pulled up a, f- other, a few other things here. Um, oh, and if you if you go back and look at it, Jesus ministered for 40 days before, 40 days and nights after he was, re- after he was resurrected, after he came back to life. He was here for 40 days and nights. Let's see some of the other things that I had pulled up. It looks like uh, it says here, mothers were purified after giving birth to a son on the 40th day. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Saul and Solomon each reigned for 40 years. And um, I think that's about it. I think we covered some of the other ones. Uh, 40 days and nights, uh, Goliath challenged Israel before David accepted the challenge. So you can see the similarity or the the use of it. And it, there's mm-hmm. there's many other times that these that the 40 comes up. So I, I wonder what the significance of that was. But either way, um, Jesus is going to be in the wilderness for 40 days, and he's going to be tempted by the devil. So which, if you can... If you can imagine, Marshall, that, you you know, when you're hungry, when you're tired, you know, things, different temptations can sound pretty good, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, think about it. If you've ever tried going without something in your life, whether it be uh, drinking, smoking, some type of food uh, or sweets uh, or anything like that, you know, that first week or two are dreadful. You want that bad. So imagine, mm-hmm. you know, be out there for that long. He's just like, oh, come on. You know, it's got to be hard because you got to think, yes, he's Jesus, but he's in the form of man. So he's going through the same thoughts and ideas and struggles that we're going through. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when we see, when we read through this here, we're going to see, um, I'm going to finish out verse two real quick. So uh, for 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they ended, he was hungry. So what Luke is going to do here, now I have to encourage everybody that's listening to go and read the Matthew account as well, because it's um, it's a little better. Luke is going to, and Luke is going to touch on like three or four different, I can't, was it three or four? I didn't really count them, but he's going to, he's going to give a highlight of Jesus's temptations, but Jesus was tempted the whole time he was in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. Wanted to see where that was going to come up. Hmm. What's he got? Now I was reading forward a little bit uh, on the next few verses and I got a little explanation down below that it kind of talks about that uh, situation in the night, up- upcoming verses. Right. Well, see, because I in tonight's podcast, I want to go back because I, I want to kind of go to another book and it's really good. The book of Hebrews. And let's, before we go any further forward in chapter four, I want to go to Hebrews um, chapter two. And uh, let me see what else I have marked out here. Um, Chapter two and chapter, uh, let's see here, uh, four. So two and four, they're basically the same, the same thing. Uh, Yeah. But, oops, but they kind of explain why, Jesus had to, um, he's got to go through this temptation. He came here to have the full human experience so that he can relate to us, you know, so that he can be that mediator for us in heaven. He had to have the full human experience. He had to see what it's like to be tempted as a human. And the difference between him and everybody else is 
he overcame it and did it without sin. I, you know, so mm-hmm. we'll see that in chapter two. Oh my gosh, everything's falling. All my little bookmarks here are falling <laughs> falling apart here. Um, chapter two. Uh, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter two verse. Uh, uh, let's see here. We'll go to verse seventeen now. To read from verse nine on would be a good idea. But here's in in 17, it says, therefore, it was essential that he made, or sorry, therefore, it was essential that he had to be made like his brothers, which is mankind in every respect so that he might by experience become merciful and faithful, become a merciful and faithful high priest in things related to God uh, to make atonement or appropriation for the people's sins, thereby wiping away sin, satisfying divine justice, and providing a way of reconciliation between God and mankind. You know, and it makes perfect sense because when when you meet somebody or have a friend or family or whatever that's going through something, sometimes it's hard to relate to that person um, when you haven't gone through what they've what they're going through. Uh, whether it's you know maybe somebody lost a loved one or maybe they're dealing with the struggle or temptation themselves or whatever it may be. Um, if you haven't been through that, I mean, you can say, hey, I'm sorry you're going through that, yada, yada. But when you've actually physically endured it, mentally endured something, you can relate a whole lot better and help that person. So that's kind of, you know, same thing Jesus did for us by going through everything, becoming fully human and going through everything that he did for us. Exactly. And it, in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 18 goes on to say that. Pretty much, it's because he himself, in his humanity, which is in his in as a human, uh, he has suffered in being tempted. Uh, he is able to help and provide immediate assistance to those who are being tempted and exposed to suffering. So, just like you said, Marshall, that he, he, the writer of Hebrews brings uh, writes it right there. That was the reason why mm-hmm. Jesus had to go into the wilderness and be tempted in every way. Yeah, I mean, because we're only getting in in these in the Gospels, we're only getting a snapshot, and or it's he pretty much. And uh, I was reading in preparation for this um, that Jesus, this was this was a personal experience by Jesus, Jesus, and um, so he must have told his disciples at some point what his experience was in the wilderness, so that it could be written down. So um, I think that we can have faith to say that we're we're going to hit the high points, and uh, what we're going to read tonight. Yeah, uh, the temptations that he, that are written down are important enough to show what. God wants us to know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, and then, and, and to further go on with that, that way I can get the marker out of the, out of the Hebrew section here. Cause it's just, it's falling apart on my lap. <laughs> um, <laughs> chapter four in Hebrews verses, uh, 15 also kind of reiterates that for, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize. Oh, hold on. For we do not have... Okay, so I'm trying to... We're reading this in real time here. I was trying to make sense in my head. So, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but the one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet here we are, without committing any sin. So there, there that's a point that I made earlier, that we have a high priest, his name is Jesus, that he is able to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, because he was human, and he went through it. But yet, in that last little part, without committing any sin. Mm-hmm. 
So there we go. So now we're going back to uh, Luke chapter 4, going back to our study, and we're going to see in that, that little snapshot we've been talking about of the, of the temptations that Jesus went through. So verse 3. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to turn into bread. So here we are. Jesus is obviously hungry and he can do whatever he wants, but this is not, that's not the point. You know, Jesus is, Mm -hmm. and the devil saying, if you are the son of God, he's not necessarily questioning whether or not Jesus is the son of God. He's, he's mockingly saying, um, it's more of a mocking rather than a, um, a questioning of identity. Does that you track with that, Marshall? Yeah, following you. Because Satan already knows that um, that he is the son of God. He's like, if you were to say, well, if you really are, is kind of the... Um, yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah, it, that's what he's saying. If you really are, he's, he's just mocking him, then turn this into bread. Well, Jesus well, is going to reply there. Go ahead. Satan's a fallen angel. You know, Satan's a fallen angel, so he is, he's, he's fully, you know, he, he's, he's a real being. He's not just a, a thought or, you know, anything like that or some made up thing. He, you know, Satan's real. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's that. <laughs> and as much as we don't want to talk about it, we, you know, we, you know, as much as we don't like to give him the credit for nothing, you know, it's, he, like you said, Marshall, he is, he is just as real, but our goal is to consistently look to Jesus. And this is where we're going to learn, especially in this chapter, how we overcome them. Because this whole chapter here is going to be showing us how Jesus beats the devil in a human way. He's not going to be using supernatural powers to, to defeat the devil. He's going to mm-hmm. show us in this section how even we as mere humans can overcome it, can overcome sin, can overcome temptation, you know, everything that the devil throws to us. So that being said, Jesus replied to him, it is written and forever and forever remains written, man shall not live by bread alone. It's, uh, he's quoting, he's going to be quoting a lot out of uh, Deuteronomy. And that uh, in my Bible says it, that that quote came out of Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8, verse 3. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't do that deep of a, a dive into this as to why um, why Deuteronomy or how how that how that correlates. Mm-hmm. But you know we can see here though that the devil just like just like if we go all the way back to Adam and Eve, he's using this temptation of food just like he did with Adam and Eve, and so he's going to use the same tactic to see if it works on Jesus. You know. Yeah. So. I did just pull up this, uh, looking up a little bit of this uh, Deuteronomy 8.3. I just kind of pulled it up on a search here. And he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you knew not. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. So he... Jesus is the word, he is the bread, and he is the life. Mm-hmm. So what what he's saying, that you have to have Jesus to have life, and that studying the word and edifying yourself with God's word is is more important, is much more important than physical food, which is why he's why he's using verses to to combat what the devil is trying to tempt him with. I think I said that right. My goodness. 
Either way. So, <laughs> uh, so here, verse five, he leads Jesus up to a high mountain. And who knows? I don't know much about the area. If there was a, a you know, the way that it, the way that it's put here, we can kind of, you know, there's probably not a high enough place even in the mountainous region that I live, that you can see all the kingdoms of the inhabited earth. So this may have been what, maybe a vision, Marshall, you think? Or Yeah, I was just I was just thinking that yeah, it might be metaphorical or, or maybe, you know, I I pictured almost um almost like Satan pulling up a screen and showing a slideshow of all the kingdoms that, you know, to to Jesus, which again, that's just me pick you know that's just what i pictured in my in my head right so he, he takes him up on this high thing or however whether it's metaphorical or uh or literal however it is he he brings him up it, it, the devil bring, leads jesus up to this thing and shows him uh all the inhabited earth and he says to him i will give you all this realm and its glory its power and uh because it has been handed over to me i can give it to whoever i wish so like you, Marshall, looking at the subtext in the bottom because of the study Bible that it is, he's offering Jesus a, a, like a, a way around the cross. He's like, it's, it says here, this temptation is an attempt to offer Jesus power by the wrong means. Satan's method involved a detour around the cross and inductment uh, to take the easy way out, you know, to take the easy way to power. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Jesus was here to do at all. Yep. Part of me, you know, and I don't know if this is if this is wrong to say, but part of me is like, how how dare you, devil? Who are you to be able to offer him that? You know, I guess he does have dominion on the earth, you know, like the Bible says. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who are you to offer? I mean, you you know what I mean? And there's probably yeah. there's probably a, there is a deeper meaning to this, but it's just like the the simple part of me wants to say, it's like, what what power do you have? Uh, how how can you offer this <laughs> it's not yours right. in the greater yeah. sen- in the greater sense of the, the things you know right yeah oh, and jesus knows that most definitely so he goes on and so it's like uh so he he offers them all this and he's like as long as you worship before me and jesus is like well it is written forever remains written he's going to tell them say no you shall worship worship the lord your god and serve only him mm mm-hmm. mhm and then uh, let me see here. So we said we said that 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 was a uh, that would have been an easy way out. But Jesus already knew that he was going to rule the world mm-hmm. after he completed his task. You know, so right. it, it's already his rule. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> so then here we go onto the uh, onto the next one. He then led Jesus to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the highest point of the temple. <coughs> Excuse me. And mine says, and said mockingly to him. So here we are. He's going to throw that out there. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written. So here we, here we are going to see a little turn because what we, a lot of people forget that, like you said earlier, Marshall, that, uh, the devil being a fallen angel and he has been, he has been around for however long, you know, he is well aware Mm -hmm. of scripture. But the difference between oh, yeah. him and the difference that that he has is that he twists it. Mm-hmm. 
he takes scripture out of context. And that's what we're going to see here, because this is what he says here. For it is written, uh, this is the devil. So he said mockingly, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, forever remains written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard and protect you. And they will lift you up on their hands so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. So where is he taking that from? So he's he's quoting that out of Psalms uh, chapter 91. So, you know, it's it's funny because he does know it, but he, and he's, he's pretty much telling Jesus, prove it. Yeah. Prove that you really are. <coughs> Jesus doesn't need to prove anything to him. Oh, yeah. And so he replies, Jesus, you, you shall not tempt, again, out of Deuteronomy, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, and that to prove himself to you. Mm-hmm. No way should we ever give God that ultimatum, you know? Right. Like, show me a sign or prove to me that you uh, you can actually do this. God, we should, we should always know that God always has our best interests. So... After all that, that was the, that's that little snapshot we were talking about of the temptations. And uh, he's the devil now is going to, you know, like the thing, you know, he get fed up. So he left him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he temporarily, my Bible says here that he temporarily left him until a more opportune time. So that is that. So now, now that Jesus has done, went through all those temptations, now he can, he can really hit the ground running. He's full of the Holy Spirit, and his public ministry now can get fully underway. Right. So Jesus goes back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread throughout the entire region. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised and glorified and honored by all. So at this point, now it's not, it was not possible to hide this power. So here we go. He came to, he after he he went back to Galilee, okay? He came up to Nazareth uh where he had been brought up and as as his custom he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. So I thought this was kind of funny. So cuz he's going to read he, he's going to read about himself here. True. And Very so true. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news and to the poor. He has sent me to announce to announce uh, release, which is pardon or forgiveness, to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy, and to proclaim, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, which is the day when salvation and favor of God abound greatly. He then rolled up the scroll, having stopped in the middle of the verse, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down to teach. And the eyes of those in the synagogue were attentively fixed on him. Kind of a mic drop moment, wouldn't you say, Marshall? (laughs) Most definitely. Roll up the scroll, drop it, and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let me see here. I'm trying to see if either way, I don't really have I was just trying to look through some of these some of these notes here and I don't really have anything that I had that I could think of that we could really uh expand on from that. No. He he pretty much told them and and backed it up with the scripture that had been provided to them. You know, they've been reading out of this uh, uh you know, they they're all familiar with Isaiah and and what um, he, he pretty much told them who he was and what his job was here on earth. And 
pretty much showed them that it's been in front of their face for so long, you know, for mm-hmm. it's, it's right there. Right. So, uh, well, and there you go. In verse 21, he began speaking to them today. This scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing and in yep. your presence. Yep. And so they were all in awe of him. And they said, uh, and so here's something, you know, he's going to do another a little prophecy here in verse 23. So he said to them, you will no doubt quote this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever miracles that we heard were done by you in Capernaum do here in your hometown as well. And I wonder why he said, he goes on to say in verse 24 there, then he said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. Mm-hmm. I wonder why he said that. Do you, do you have any idea, Marshall? Um, no, you know, I don't really have any explanation down below either that, that talks about that. It kind of skips over verse 23 and 22 and 23. Um, mm. Do here in your hometown what he, what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I did. I, I quickly looked it up. So what it is, is uh, Jesus understanding that, you know, like, um, okay, say I've known you, Marshall, for so long. You know, if you mm-hmm. just all of a sudden showed up and started performing miracles and um, and saying that you were that you were the Messiah, you know what I mean? Being that I know you, I've known you since I was a kid, that <laughs> uh, it would be hard because, you know, you're from my hometown, whatever, like, you know. So mm-hmm. he understood that it was easy to doubt um, the work and the power of God among those, uh, you know, they he was familiar to him. He grew up there. To them, he was just Mary and Joseph's son. Mm-hmm. He wasn't yet anything special to the people of his hometown. He was just that kid, you know. <laughs> Right. And so what we're going to see as we as we go on here, um, something happened here because um, it, it goes on. He goes on through the verses there. Um, Twenty five. But in truth, I say to you, there were many uh, widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the sky was closed up for three years and six months. A great famine came over all the land. Yet Elijah was not sent by the Lord to a single one of them, but only to uh, Zarephath in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. So he goes through all that. And then I, I kind of wanted to s- skip down um, because he's going to end up getting driven out of mm-hmm. uh, of his hometown here. And as they heard these things about God's grace to, so he's, he's talking about, he he's trying to get this point across now because his job also is to graft the mm-hmm. start grafting these gentiles into it and they're going to get yep. jealous and um so he he tells them this story because um in verse 28 we can see that as they heard these things about God's grace to these two gentiles go back and read read that i wasn't going to bore everybody with um a whole bunch of it was it was actually kind of long you know <laughs> But uh, he had talked about God's grace to the two gen- to these two Gentiles. Uh, the people in the synagogue were filled with great rage. They got up and drove him out of the city and le- led him to the crest of the hill on which their city had been built in order to hurl him down the cliff. But then here we go. This is <laughs> but passing miraculously through the cloud. Uh, to, through the crowd, he went on his way. So what happened there, Marshall? Did he just kind of like did he disappear? 
was this a was this like a, something happened for him to like all of a sudden he's through the crowd because it mm-hmm. says it makes it a point to say but passing miraculously through the crowd he went on his way. See, mine doesn't say that. If they had the intention my, to throw him. My Bible has said, but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. So mine doesn't say miraculously. So and when I'm reading mine, I'm thinking, you know, he's Jesus. Like, you guys think you're going to throw Jesus over the cliff? I don't think so. Homeboy just said, part the waters, yeah. brother. I'm walking through it. And he just, he just walked on through him like it was nothing. They couldn't stop yeah, him, did he- you know? <laughs> He did it. Did he do a Moses kind of thing, you know, or part the waters? You know, he parted the crowd and he just went on his way. You know, you can see that. Um, that kind of makes you think of those time lapse movies where like time just stops and you see just people yelling, you know, like yeah. they're frozen in time and he just like cruises on by. And then as soon as he's clear, they just go back to it and then they just look he's around gone. like, where, where did he go? <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he came. He comes down out of the hills uh, to Capernaum, the city of Galilee, on the uh, and uh, he was teaching them on the Sabbath. Hey, Aaron. And they were surprised. Uh, yeah, I used to. Uh, I used to work at Capernaum. Yeah, I actually worked in the town of Capernaum. You did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, not, 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 not really, guys. I worked at a at a ministry uh, in Weatherford, Texas. It was uh, called Capernaum. They actually have a live uh, deal out there in a village, and it's they call it Capernaum. But anyway, I had to throw a little a little comical relief in there. <laughs> yeah, right. It does get kind of, and and we're getting a little long here, so we may. We may not make it all the way through four we because may not. that first part was really uh, in depth. And actually, it was very in depth. And so that being said, with that, we're gonna leave leave him there. So he's he's gotten driven out of Nazareth and has come to has came down from the hills of Nazareth to Capernaum, and I think that's where we're gonna leave it. He's come down there now to teach. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think we can continue this on and uh, finish out chapter four next week. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about the authority he teaches with later. Right. I would like to do this justice, and I don't want to just kind of uh, blase over the rest of chapter four because it, everything from here, it, it's all good, you know. But there's so much, there's so much stuff. Yeah. So I would, I would really like to, because we're going to get, we're, as we move forward, we're, we're getting into where he's starting to uh, gather up his disciples. So I, I really oh, yeah. don't want to just blow past that. So we're going to stop there for tonight. Stop in there. Put on the brakes. Hold your horses. Stop in there. For, and, 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 for and just week. come back next time. Come back next time. Come back next time and listen to us. It's going to get good. I mean, it's going into the, the good stuff. Unless you don't want to listen to us and you just don't care, that's fine. Go yeah. on. You won't hurt our feelings. We'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So, yeah, just tune in next week. So yep. I think that's about it. So the kids have come in now. I, I heard some munchkins. <laughs> I know it. All right, all right. That's it for tonight. We'll see you guys next time on Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Adios. See ya. 
Hey guys, and thank you for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes, good review, leave us five stars, and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell, keep up to date with the newest episodes. And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, subscribe to our channel there there's a small tier for donations any help any support this podcast is made possible by you the patron we thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time see ya she can't eat and he can't sleep cause they're falling behind on bills they have to pay and it's starting to weigh Heavier on their hearts and minds But they know Who's in control Yeah Cause they put their trust in
on water 